1: to get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Hi everyone and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about a topic that I know. Brandy is near and dear to your heart necrophilia and uh, uh, we're going what? <laughs> we're going to talk about having sex with dead people, Brandy. I know that's something that um yeah, no. Nope. We'll we'll get into that as we I don't I I don't, sure, sure, sure. don't want to spoil, you know. I want to I want to spoil the content. I just want to That was a tease what we say how we say in the business. And joining me, of course, as always, is uh, my good friend Brandy. Brandy, are you there? I am. And my good friend Charles. And Charles, are you there?
3: As as this week and every week before, Timmy, I'm here. I'm on time today. I'm on time. Duly impressed. Uh, I'm
1: basically Timmy the Lou Gehrig of podcasting, Timmy. You're you're absolutely not. You're the iron horse of podcasting. Mm -hmm. It's the iron lung (laughs) of podcast. (laughs) So today we're
2: going to talk about a young lady by the name of Karen Greenlee. She was a...
1: Oh, a Karen. Good. Let's talk about the Karen. A self-described morgue rat, Brandy. I... Why? Why would you say that about yourself? Well, yeah. She she is proud of her. Fucking
2: Karen. Let, before we Fucking get started, Karen. let me remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast, and sometimes yeah. we may, we <laughs> we might <We'll>. use adult <laughs> language. Um, and as such, we would recommend if if adult language offends you. Well you know, i've really got you, a just... question I really gotta question you if you're if if uh you're tuning into this podcast to hear about people fucking dead people and swearing offends you yeah i got i got a question I really got a question you
3: that, need to uh, rethink your priorities I'm not really sure that your children are learning what they need to learn from you. If the, you know, if, the, if the necrophilia is okay, but the cussing is not. Good point. But if it does
2: bother you, we, we would suggest that you join one of the other fine independently produced podcasts where they don't swear. Like our good friend Nina with um, Already Gone. And our, uh, our good friend Charles and his uh, other podcasting partner. Care of Michelle in uh, spy stories
3: because you guys don't cuss on that do you Colonel we don't cuss on that uh, we have um, we also have if you like fake Canadian stimmy, you got Chris, Christy Lee up at Canadian oh, yeah. c- true crime and Christy doesn't uh, she doesn't curse she doesn't curse Ben got- and Roseanne Ben Fenton would not let a cr- Cuss well past his lips, Timmy. Of course, in, uh,
2: uh, right. Uh, they walk among us. And then our good friend Charlie with uh, Crime Lines, She doesn't swear. So what's the difference between yes. those podcasts, Colonel?
3: The devil. The devil, Timmy. The <laughs> I devil. I mean, I we did a podcast all, last week. We didn't cuss at all. We got you know, through kill without all, cussing at all, Timmy.
1: Well, first of all, I can't believe that you all finally made it through Killdozer. What was that, the third or fourth time? We yeah. needed I mean, Nina. Nina. Nina was our lucky charm, Timmy. And here's the other thing is that I'm friends with all those people that you mentioned, and believe me, they cuss. So, you know, they don't do it necessarily on their podcast, but, you know, they're normal people. See, they cuss. That, that's what's called it's all good.
3: professionalism, devil professional well you know Re- you should we well, start you going to do, down that road listen to that we podcast. need to ditch you listen to that podcast try to emulate them devil they that have means empathy. to be, be like them brandy be, that means yeah, i mean i'm sorry be like them mimic them devil like a uh, you know psychopaths this is what i don't get psychopaths are good at mimicking good behavior but you got didn't get that part of the psychopathy devil you got all the bad things, yeah. but didn't get the good things.
1: Yeah, I know. So, um, fuck off. <laughs> so, can we? Let's just let me mean well, yeah, you out of rehab. Keep going. So let me give. Let's you...
3: get to devil time because I want to know how she got, how she did in her stint in rehab. Okay, I'll give her a proper introduction.
2: We're joined, as always, of course. I well, not always. About like half time anymore.
1: Oh, for fuck's but, sake!
2: Um, one of our um, favorite podcasters. On this podcast, that is not me or Colonel. <laughs> that would be uh, a lady who's known throughout her kingdom as Brandy the Benevolent. I don't. I wonder how she got that name, Colonel. You think that's like when you call someone like it's really tall, you call them shorty. You think it's like yeah, like,
3: the five hundred guy you call tiny. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how she got Brandy. It's a it's an ironic name to me. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, Her Majesty, right. Queen Brandy the
2: First. How are you, Brandy? If at all.
1: I'm good, Timmy. I'm good. I'm good. You want to ask me about what now, Charles? I just wanted to ask you about your stint in rehab. What is is that supposed to be confidential? Am I breaking HIPAA laws by saying you was in rehab? I was. I was valedictorian of my class. Was you? Thank you very much. That's right. You've always
2: taken kind of the Amy Winehouse approach to uh, rehab.
1: Well, you know, you've actually been reluctant. I quite I really enjoyed it this time because uh, it was very quiet and I got to do, you know, my yoga and I got to do not be, you know, here with all my children Yapping at me all the friggin' time. I just, so I just amazing. want you to
3: think about this, Devil. Just think about it. You just. I don't want. I don't want. You just to, gave but, a bunch but, of male, male listeners a boner talking about yo- you doing yoga. So
1: carry that with I, you. Do you do I, hot not,
3: yoga, Brandy?
1: I do not do, do hot naked, yoga. Naked I'd,
3: yoga.
1: Not naked yoga. No, there's. I have a yoga mat though, so that helps. But let me also say that one of the reasons that I'm in a good mood ish today. You know, I have discovered that on these Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. you know, because it was one of those things where you never kind of know. I mean, you know what people see, but it's like, okay, you know, what do I need to how how together do I need to have myself? Well, you shouldn't. And you, you know you what? Shouldn't
2: masturbate on Zoom meetings. That. Uh, yeah. j- Jeffrey Tubin from CS yes.
1: learned I'm, that I'm yeah, I'm not pulling I'm not pulling a tubin on that, but you know, it's like the other day <laughs> literally pulling a the <laughs> literally.
3: You know <laughs> that was a good cool one, Timmy. You know what I want to know. Quick, the other day quick aside though, before you get into that devil, how
1: big what? was his dick that it showed up on the zoom camera? <laughs> well, where was the camera pointing? <laughs> That's, what I That's my know. question. Yeah. yeah. Cause Whatever. You can only That's see so... me
3: from my neck up. And you know, you know Look, I got an impressive package, but it ain't gonna show up above my above
1: I my don't know rivers, that. But know? here's the I other mean, do thing. Did you think he was, what it
3: was... was
2: part of his kink that he was masturbating and you know while he was not this call? Or do you just he couldn't control himself? Like, oh yeah, I don't know. But you know he
1: his. is he is too old for all that shit. He is too old to not be able to like say, Hey, Maybe I should wait until I'm off this call to go in and tug one out.
2: You know, that. The, I mean, the sad thing is, I've always, I always
1: liked Jeffrey but I always thought he was a... I always did, too. I always thought he was, you know, intelligent. He spoke well, and clearly, and... I, I just wouldn't want to yeah, be no, on a uh, disappointing. call
2: with him. No.
1: no. No, but I have discovered, if I just put a sweater on over my pajamas yeah. and do my hair... Dude, it's like, it's amazing. So you, I so love you it. you only have
2: to be like halfway presentable.
1: That's what you're saying. Exactly. I only have to be presentable from like the shoulders up or something. I mean, you were the... I wore my tiara on a Zoom call you the did. other day. You did wear your tiara.
3: <laughs> you look lovely, though. You look You look very Thank boring. you.
1: Because you know what? They're very boring. look And I'm kind of over it. So I think I'm going to have from now on on my zoom calls with you guys especially I'm going to have themes because you know I figured out how to use the backgrounds and all that so uh, background like you were on Mars uh, meeting this week I did and I had my tiara on so I was happy I was happy and that was all good so
2: you know there should be but everything's good there should be some standards on who can wear a tiara and who shouldn't wear a tiara uh no. don't you think so, Colonel? Don't you think that there's I think be... so. I
3: mean, I, I don't have any problem with the devil wearing a tiara because she is the queen of a lot of things. Now I'm not going to get into what they are here, but
2: she's the Thank queen you, of Charles. a lot of things. It might
3: came up, it might come up during
2: the, this podcast because of the topic. Uh, and, you know, like, I don't know. I don't now, know where Brandy draws the line in terms of you know life and death. Some, some, for some people, they won't cross that line. I don't know about yourself, Brandy. I don't want to be presumptuous. So,
1: Wait a minute. So you're not saying I'm a necrophiliac? No, 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 you're no. Just saying, I'm just saying, I
2: don't know. You know, for some people. You're just we saying you don't know, you you know that nec- I'm nec- nec- not. Right. Is right. she a necrophiliac? You're just saying
1: you don't know that I'm Let's not.
3: Let's do the Rush Limbaugh version or Glenn Beck <laughs> version of it. Is she a necrophiliac? I'm not saying she's a necrophiliac. Is she? Let's Is take she, a let's call. You, yeah, let's take a we call. We can
2: Larry
1: King yeah. it. Let's take well, a call. Well
2: have you have you ever had an attraction to dead bodies, Brandy?
1: Uh no. You never, I, mean, like, I like I like when my partners have a pulse.
2: Well, I mean what I if, mean, if it was like know, it George Clooney or It doesn't some, have
1: to be a strong pulse. Like what if it was what? like George Clooney, you know, sprawled out on your floor? No, still got to... No. I mean, like I said, it doesn't have to be a strong pulse. They're full step. But I do have to... So there is a line that you won't uh, cross. Yeah.
3: Name a man you... Of course. What man do you think is exceptionally hot, obviously, besides Dave?
1: That I think is exceptionally hot? Yeah. A man you look at and say, I'd do him. Okay, there are several of those. However, when they lose their pulse and brain function I'm out okay what about if they just lost brain function yeah so they're like yeah they're on like life support I'm I'm still kind of out I'm still kind of out I need here's the thing is that you know you need positive reinforcement I need you know I need some noise
2: coming from my so what if they're like the colonel says what if they're like on life support they have brain function you know the brains are functioning but that's it I mean no, nothing else and every once, so you can no, see I that mean, little you know the their pulse beating or something you could get all the feedback from the machines
1: to indicate no that's not it's not the same <laughs> it's it's somehow that's not the same I mean I, I need feedback I need I that's just you know that's my kink you f- I need, need any feedback?
2: feedback. So do you have your uh, lovers to
1: fill out a survey when they're done? Or first of all, please don't ever. <laughs> it's saying lover is so <laughs> your lover, Double oh. no, your wait. partner. Yeah, your partner. I have them. I have them get on and do a survey, monkey. <laughs>
2: yeah. What kind of feedback do you get? Do they rate you like a number of stars? Or
1: well, I mean, I'm on Yelp, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, uh, I, got a, I, jackass. I got a
3: chapter in the book, Timmy.
1: Introduce... No, How introduce Chuck, Chag- Chag- and let's just... <laughs> let
2: me let me introduce a man who... Brandy really needs no introduction. He is a man who...
1: <sighs>
2: he's been called the most dangerous man in podcasting today. By no uh, one. As we live through the pandemic and all these um, turbulent times... He's someone we can turn to, uh, Brandy, to, uh, to bring us peace, to bring us calm. He is uh, being described as an oasis in the desert of despair.
1: Absolutely not. He's a
2: best-selling author. Uh, he's written no. a uh, book that is just, I mean, they can't even, like, I, I mean, every time I uh, sign on the Amazon, Colonel, they can't keep it in stock. I mean, I looked everywhere for it. On Amazon, and I couldn't find it. Uh, so <laughs> they must be flying off the shelves. The very honorable, the Reverend, the Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel?
3: I'm not good, Timmy. I'm just not good. No. What's What's wrong? I'm what's shot. wrong, Colonel?
2: Well Timmy? Unburden yourself.
3: First of all, I, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos is retiring. Timmy, and I saw course, that job opening. Who have they turned to? My phone won't stop ringing. You know, Colonel, Sit. we need you here to save the company. Um, so they want you. Know, you know, I, I mean, I just left GameStop, Timmy. You know, <laughs> I just left GameStop, <laughs> and uh, now I, I Amazon them, I don't is calling. Be now, Amazon's calling. I don't want to be back in that corporate mess again. You know, wouldn't
2: it be cool so, if uh, they replaced him with a big, tall woman?
3: You know, yeah. Amazon? I mean, it would... You know who they should replace him with? Who was the woman,
1: that blonde woman, when that was doing the fake blood tests? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that crazy bitch. I can't think of her name, but, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. So, yeah. she, F- she was tall. She was not. She was a female uh, Jobs. She was a female Jobs. She, she's an asshole. Mm-hmm. But if you want to replace Jeff Bezos with Brigitte Nielsen, she's kind of tall and Amazonian.
3: Yeah. I just. Is, uh, you is know, that the I one that was married sure to?
1: Uh, was that the
2: one deep? that was married to the guy mm-hmm. uh, from Public Enemy? She's the one that dated Flavor yeah, Flav. 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 I love that show. Yes, I love Flavor Flav.
1: Oh my god! Flavor of Love. I yes, that was it. Was something to watch. It was a train wreck. It was a dumpster. You
2: remember when New York? You remember New York? That contestant that she didn't win, but she became. And but I think like didn't one of the contestants? It was like a bachelorette type of show, wasn't it? They would he would. Yes, and uh, a woman. One of the women, uh, pooped themselves on the show.
1: Miss that. Yeah. Was...
3: I don't want anybody else When I think about you I poop myself Oh, up. I don't want
1: Go ahead. Why would she poop? Oh, she pooped in the hot tub, didn't I, she? I don't,
2: I don't remember. I remember she pooped.
1: You missed... I think she pooped in the hot tub because her belly was upset. Sometimes that happens. Well, I mean... I'm just glad we can't remember her name because, my God, that had to be
3: Well, you don't really need to remember her name because from that point on, she was known as the chick who pooped in the hot tub.
1: (laughs) Well, right. See, I'm not not getting back in
2: that hot tub. I don't care if they clean it, whatever. I'm not going back.
3: No amount of hotness will ever let you overcome that. No.
2: No, no, no. No. When Uh. somebody
3: poops in the hot tub, it's not like the leaves. You can just skim it off the top. You know, and she had the explosive kind. She didn't have just a missile she dropped in there.
1: I mean, she yeah, basically chlorinated the water. Her tummy with her. was upset.
2: Oh yeah.
1: About. Yeah. yeah. Her tummy was upset.
2: <laughs> I, right, I'm so, sure more than uh, her tummy was upset after that happened.
1: Well, and never mind the fact that that hot tub probably shouldn't have anybody sitting in it anyway, ever. Yeah. Because can you imagine what's been in there? Well, I got one of those ultraviolet lights that uh, cleans my phone. I could probably
3: fix the pool or the hot tub up with that. Oh, God. I'm thinking
2: about getting nope. one of those uh, pocket rock, you know, that the watches that you wear You're absolutely around, your, around your your neck, Colonel. You know the What's hip-hop. that, Timmy? I'm thinking about getting one of those big uh, watches that you wear around your neck, mm-hmm. like, like Flavor Flavor. Oh, do you want me to pick you one up at Target? Yeah, I, I would really like. That'd be very thoughtful. I got a grandfather clock to me, but I carry <laughs> that I got chained around my neck. <laughs> that's how you roll. So, Colonel, uh, before we came on the air, uh, you were singing uh, a little little song from uh, a group that that's been well one of the greatest, I think, musical groups of the twentieth century. If I had to choose, the Partridge Family, and. You were singing. I think I love you, and I really think I wouldn't want to deny our
1: listeners uh, an opportunity uh, to hear you—you know—sing a few bars from that.
3: I, I, what does it say that it. I would
1: really rather talk about necrophilia than listen to him sing? What, what is wrong with you, devil? I mean, what is wrong people, with you?
3: People, this is like—this uh, is like—you
1: can't carry a tune in a barge.
3: Why are you hating
1: on you my skin? I don't uh, think that makes any t- sense, Brandy. What you no, just said. It Can we talk it about dead people?
2: Do you you know <laughs> what what was that woman's name on uh Shirley Jones? Is that was that her name? Yeah, that on, was Shirley. Yes. You know her husband. I always thought he was kind of uh conceited. Jack Cassidy, remember him?
3: Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, he was. He was the first one with the goatee, Timmy. Oh yeah he's and got the turtlenecks thing. always look like a bad guy. I was sleep- It's very avant-garde. I was sleeping in, right in the middle of a good dream Like all at once no. I wake up from something that keeps knocking at my brain before I go no. insane I hold my pillow to my head and spring up. Can we in talk my bed, about fucking dead people? Out the words
1: <laughs> I dread I
3: think I love you please
1: I th- Oh I please. think I love you. I just. I think I love you, so
3: what am I so afraid of? I'm afraid I that talk about I'm this not caring. sure
1: Beloved, there's no cure a, for.
2: There is no cure for. I have it. a feeling really this is not like the last Karen we we'll
3: about. My body was all wiggling and contorting and twisted. No. You know,
2: here's something funny. What? Jack Cassidy no. fell asleep with a cigarette and he burned himself to death.
1: Burned himself down.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm.
1: It's amazing. Well, Can this... This is not the last Karen we are going to do a podcast on. I just have a feeling. Hmm. Over the next couple of years, I'm sure we'll see a lot more Karens. But can we talk about Maybe this one? Maybe we should do one on Jack Cassidy podcast. You know what? I don't I mean, he fuck. died just in get a through horrific this one. fire. That's kind of our jam.
2: Thing.
1: Yeah, but he fell asleep with a cigarette. I mean, it's not really that. It's, there's no mystery to it. There's you know anything. what? If he had, if he had been wise, uh, like the colonel.
2: And you, you know, if he uh, used an electronic cigarette, no problem. If he was vaping, right. no problem. Or well, sure. What if he would have had he used a cigarette? If he'd had Used cigarette? Oh, holding. yeah. I'm sure he had one of those,
1: too. I used to have one of those. Like Marlene I one of those. Dietrich or something? Yes. Like Cruella DeVille. Nora Desmond. Nora long. Desmond. Yes. Nora Desmond. Yes. Okay. I had one of those. It was a pain in the ass. But I looked sweet. Could you get the, uh, could you get enough... You know,
3: smoke through those things. Yeah, you know, we're all only about a year from d- being the Nora Desmonds of podcasting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't, I can't. We're gonna be
2: all in our you know mansion, and uh,
1: oh, uh, I cannot wait. Lost,
2: uh, we not you know, I have touch. We, you know, lost touch with reality. And Max, mm. we'd all have a Max. Maybe the Colonel will be yeah. your Max. Uh, Brandy Okay So let's get Let's talk about Karen Greenlee Shall we Colonel Let's talk about it Timmy
3: Let's talk about it
2: uh, Necrophilia When we talk about necrophilia Of course we're talking about The sexual attraction One They have Or Not have uh, Toward Dead bodies Colonel Or Yeah Death dead in general, people. I guess.
3: Now, um... dead people are the freakiest kind to me. Really, you know, they, they 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 do they, anything. Yeah, they do anything. Now, depending you on really. rigor mortis and how you you know can position them, because if somebody dies like Fred Flintstone with her arms and legs, you know, straight up, it's it's you know, it's really it's more easier to deal with. But most people die flat, and you know, you got
1: is it, and you gotta. Is Break it more bones. easier? Yeah,
3: it's more easier, devil. Huh.
2: More easier. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so, <sighs> necrophilia uh,
2: has been actually practiced throughout history. Yeah. Uh, Why not? And was uh, quite popular in ancient Rome, Brandy.
1: <clears throat> Your thoughts on that? Fucking Romans. Jesus Christ. They really had very low standards. The Romans were just a, a
2: bunch of debauches. They were, yeah. but I wish I I do wish they bring back the
1: vomitoriums because I mean That would be yeah. That would be helpful. I'm out on that. I always forget is Caligula was he Roman or Greek? Yeah, uh, Roman I think.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was he was a Caesar.
2: Okay. I just wondered. Are you go attracted ahead, to him? I mean why would why would you bring him
3: up? Did he give you the Tinglees reading about Caligula and the horses?
1: No. No, I just wondered. He, I just wondered. Yeah, you know, can a girl just Caligula wonder? Caligula
3: used to show up to people's weddings and violate the bride.
1: And I, I just wondered, know who
3: ba- invited you're, him <laughs> after the well, first time? Who would invite Caligula right, to it's, your wedding? It's definitely going to
2: limit. You know, you're definitely going to have a hard time getting invitations after. The, well, wait a yeah.
1: minute. Why am I getting? Why well, are you bringing up Caligula when somebody over there has just these? Ready facts on hand about fucking Caligula. Well, he
2: is well read. He's, he's well part read. of part do of history. He's an important part. Do
1: of
3: history. not. We're not. Gonna, I didn't learn about not. him from the movie Devil. I the porn movies Caligula. I learned about him from history books. We're oh not. God. We're not
1: going to do knowledge shaming on this on this podcast.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: well, then why why were you knowledge shaming me when I asked about Caligula? Well, it was kind of random. You brought you him just up. wanted to
3: know about the dirty stuff, devil.
1: No, I just... Oh my god! All right, go ahead, tell me about this, Karen. Today, necrophilia—the sexual attraction to dead people or to death—is
2: frowned on. Well, you know, I thought I thought that was a given, but when I researched, by the way, I—it's a good thing I'm retiring because I have a feeling that when I, you know, that my search history is going to show up at work and uh it's going to be necrophilia so i I'm, th- I'm loving all of that yeah. so it 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 may be it may be lead to uh some embarrassment uh on my on my part
1: an investigation
2: well anyway yeah i you know but i mean you know it's hard to research it without doing you know going to the websites where it's discussed. I mean, I really don't think it should be something that is uh, frowned upon in society. It is a it is it's a bit taboo, right? But it's not considered a mental illness. Um it is considered just like an attraction, you know, it's just a kink, I guess. Yeah. Acor- according to DSM Five, which I know you you read a lot. I mean, Colonel, I know you know it like back of your hand. Well, I
3: wrote part of it to me. Well, the first
2: I just <laughs> Six or seven chapters. I just have to explain these things to you know, so Brandy can follow us. It's all
3: the is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual that psychiatrists use to figure out what the hell's wrong with people like you, Devil. <laughs> so DSM, I'm, I'm aware DSM. It, got it. it doesn't have anything to do with leather or handcuffs or anything like that. I know you heard SM in your ears popped up, and but yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, go
1: ahead. I've missed this so much.
2: So, uh, so anyway, it's not considered a, you know a mental illness, although it is considered a mental illness if it's associated with killing people in order to live out your fantasies.
3: Yeah, that seems like crossing the line right there, Timmy. And and I think when we when we when we before we get into this, Timmy, I think it's very important to uh, make some distinctions. And I, I I have a chapter in my book because the the, the danger of my book, Timmy, and your book is, is what titled uh, what Colonel. I <sighs> to make love to a woman, so. And here's the thing: if you use the men, if you use the colonels, well, and I mean, once you really get to the Jedi level of, you know, coloneldom, mm-hmm. um,
1: Jedi level,
3: there is a there's a good uh, there's a good possibility that one is just gonna ha- it's gonna be too much for them, and they're just gonna drop over on you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and I make people aware that there's plenty of disclaimers in the book. Um, but you don't want to wiener somebody to death, Timmy. You just don't want to, you know... weaner them, to, them death. to death? Did you really just fucking yeah. say
2: weaner them I to didn't death? I know that that was actually a cause of death, Colonel. Well, it's, oh
3: my yeah, God. it's, actually, it's actually happened a number of times. Wiener. And they made me put a disclaimer in the book. And uh, if wiener you follow the Colonel's death. techniques... So here's the rule, Timmy, is if you have consent oh beforehand, Timmy... Mm-hmm. And you use a couple of my really advanced tricks, and it's too, you know, advanced methods, techniques. Right. And it's too much for the woman, and she just doesn't just collapse. She just, she dies, you know. you right. you, you, just, you just boned her into the ether, Timmy. You boned her into the other life. Whoop.
1: and uh, Wiener her to death.
3: Wiener her to death, Timmy. Oh, my God. It happens, um, Brandy. It's, it's not pleasant, but, you know, really they have doesn't. a big smile on their face and everybody comes to their funeral and says, oh, they look so good. They look so Look at the glow. But anyway, here's the rule. Here's the rule. Oh, my God. If you have consent beforehand, it is okay to complete the act, okay? But mm-hmm. if you get shocked and whatever, like, oh, my God, you know, and everything else, um... Once that body gets below 90 degrees Fahrenheit, it's not cool anymore, though. Or anybody, just listen. As I like, and I got that in the book. Once the body temperature drops below and rigor mortis sets in, you know, if you gotta break, uh, you know, the arms or whatever to get them in the right position, then it's just time to call 911. Um. Or call them morgue, or call
2: so, somebody. So, so you're because saying you wienered,
1: because you've wienered, them, you've to wienered death. them
3: to death.
2: If you if you oh wienered god. someone to death, Colonel, like you're saying. Oh my god! And they, it's obviously that they've expired. Do you then? I mean, you have to do something while you're waiting on the nine one one to respond, on right? Me. Sure. Right. And
3: and the problem is, Timmy, is that, you know, if you use these techniques right, what you're gonna see is a lot of women with their eyes rolling back in their head and flopping oh about my God. and, you know, in 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 the throes of things it looks like an epileptic seizure. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to tell that from, you know, hey, they're dying. And I mean they ain't no there's so no. So you're real saying good reason sex with you is very
2: similar it. to dying, is what you're saying. It's a similar type of experience.
3: <laughs> it's it can be if done right, to me. It can be. Yeah.
1: Or they'd rather die than be <laughs> wienered to death.
3: Wienered to death. Devil. It's, it's, it's a. Uh, I mean, she's it's making, actually it's shown up on on death certificates. She is making wienered light. To death. Yes, I'm she's sure. Making light yeah. of a. I know.
2: I know. Very serious situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Have some compassion.
1: Well, you know.
2: I mean, a lot of times. I mean, uh, that's what led a lot of women to lesbianism: is the fear of being wienered to death.
1: Sure. What well, it was it? Was the Great Wienering of 1929 that drove all these people? Shut the fuck up! Good God! Tell me about this. Well, Karen. Before I do, Brandy, I, I can't stand I, you it. You know,
2: we we didn't get a. You wasn't here last week, and we didn't get a chance to uh, ask you. But Ugh, what? When you played softball in in college, played with a lot of your other.
3: You, know, you played on a female team, am I right? And, and before, just to let you know, Nina was very open and comfortable with herself in telling us her experiences playing hockey. So our listeners are kind of hoping that you will do the same, Devil. Just This is a safe place, Devil. This is a safe place. You can say anything It's actually the want. opposite of a yeah. safe place. And, uh, uh-huh. and everything's so going to be okay. So
2: let's say, Brandy, you hit a home run. And, you know, you're running around the bases. You come and you get to home plate. Everyone's high-fiving you. Is there ever a time when you might throw off your batting helmet and uh, a teammate may throw off her batting helmet and then you guys engage in a deep French kiss right at home plate?
1: No.
3: Uh, It had to happen once or twice, double. It looks.
2: What about in the shower LinkedIn. after the mm-hmm. game and you're getting, you know, all dolled up to go out to Applebee's or wherever after the game, Fuddruckers maybe? <laughs> and yeah, oh,
3: look, you got a grass, <laughs> hold on, you got a grass, you got grass stains on your knees. Let me get those. And then, you know, one thing lets I miss another. Fuddruckers.
2: Well, are there I any, like Fuddruckers. Are, does there I does anything happen in the shower that we should know about?
3: No. Hmm.
2: So you're not as, no. you was not as open as Nina. I mean, she gave uh, us
1: all the Nina details. gave us details. Yeah, she was she was really Did yeah. she? She really did. I'll have to ask her about that. I'm sure she'll be super excited that you said that. Yeah. She she was very um she's very
3: open Nina, about Nina's
2: comfortable her with hockey day. Yeah, our hockey playing days. Yeah. Uh, but I but obviously, Whatever. you know, you're not willing to share with the audience you know our listening audience has been very faithful we've been, now been podcasting for 6 years yeah, and i share and,
3: personal parts of my life you know and me too i'm, a, I'm an we open know. book i'm an open but, book we but know. you
2: brandy i mean it's just like you're spitting on our listeners like you know you're just you're not at all willing to share and bring them into your circle of trust I, I'm, I,
1: I'm just, I prefer to stay a mystery. Well,
2: that's why you're not very popular with our listeners. That's why they they kind of like me and the Colonel.
1: I I know I know I'm yes okay. no, I but, know. But it's but I will terrible. say
2: if ever you want to open up about
3: your lesbian experiences, Colonel we're here and for I, you, devil. yeah, we're here. For we're here for you. you. I'll write a book. I'll write a book for you.
1: at least a a
3: chapter Mm -hmm.
1: super so I'll look forward to that have you ever thought about
2: writing a book yourself Brandy like on how to you know how to get through economics class
3: maybe or something (laughs) how to get a college degree without going to class
1: (laughs) wow this is so much fun I'm so so glad that I showed up for this today (laughs) Very excited about People it. People
2: think we're mean to you when we bring up the uh, your uh, economics professor, but we're just you know we just we
1: just encouraging you to share. Let us in, Brandy. That's what we're saying. Let us in. Okay, first of all, I think the economics professor was the last thing that I shared, and that was like four years ago. So you, you know, just did and the here economics
3: professor for you. You was married then, Devil.
1: What? Shut the fuck you know, up! Her, Jesus no, Christ! He's probably in it. He's probably fuck in his nineties.
2: You probably be, could be doing a little, uh, you know, necrophilia with him at this point, because he's uh, he's up there, right? How old was he when you were in, uh, uh, when you were his student?
1: He was in his thirties. Yeah,
2: so he's probably now at least ninety. What not you think, Colonel?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a, he's way up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, obviously.
2: Okay. Karen Greenlee. Please. Thank Karen Greenlee, Brandy, from Sacramento, California. She uh, had always had a fascination with death. Growing up, she claims uh, to have been a self-described mo- a morgue rat. Your thoughts on that, Brandy?
1: It's like a mall rat, but different. You know, except she hung
2: out at the morgue.
1: She wore a funny she, little... As...
2: Listen to Madonna. As people
1: do. <laughs> yeah. Probably, you know, probably drink bombing fluid or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, there's not, a, there's not a Jamba Juice if you're a morgue rat. You got to go find other things. We had a, a guy who went to high school with his family ran a
2: um, mortuary, and uh, he would bring in, like, uh, catalogs where they buy their, you know, their equipment or whatever. So we'd always compare, you know, embalming fluids. You know what? Some are better than others. The you know, pros and cons longer. of
3: embalming fluids. Yeah. Different embalming fluids.
2: Oh, my God. In 1979, uh, the year I graduated high school, 79, 79, 77, 77, 79. I was five. I was five. When uh Go When Carolyn, uh, Karen Greenlee was 24 years old, um, she worked at as an apprentice embalmer at the uh memorial lawn uh, mortuary in sacramento california i mean uh, I wouldn't want I, I mean i really i mean you're paying for an embalmer right Colonel you don't right. want some apprentice embalming you would you
1: well at that point I don't know if I care that much but yeah, I mean, you got to think it would be really hard for her to fuck it up. I mean, obviously it's possible, but it would have to take some effort. Well, in this capacity,
2: um, she uh, spent a lot of time alone with dead bodies,
1: as embalmers do. Because the alive bodies, you can't really embalm very well. They don't like that. A <laughs> good point. Uh, that's a that's a fair point, Randy. Yeah. to Thank you. They
2: yell. <laughs> On this, and they squirm too much. On December seventeenth, nineteen seventy-nine, just ten days, ten days after the Colonel's birthday, Brandy. He was, of course, born on December the seventh. How old were you in seventy-nine, Colonel?
3: I was not born yet, Timmy. I was not yet born. your ass.
2: I
1: was, <laughs> your asshole. I was born in hurts. Fuck off.
3: Or no, hold on. I was your born asshole. in sixty-three. I was
1: thinking about graduating from high school. I'm sorry. Right. I was. Uh, oh, I was still five. Okay at this time. I thought maybe so you guys are super old. Your I was just a, I was just
2: a twinkle yeah. in my daddy's eye at that point.
1: Yeah. No, but you know what we forgot, Timmy? Right. What's Chuck's middle name?
2: <laughs> well, we had let's 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 um let's let's um describe this. We were having our uh Zoom meeting at work, right? Zoom meeting. And Apparently, it your name shows up with your middle initial, right? So Charles's name showed up Charles A. Walters, and we all before you know before we got into our meeting, we all was trying to guess his middle name. Now, I think I said Allison, <laughs> or and you, know. I said Armstrong, yeah, because you seem like an Armstrong to me, like like a custard, you know, yeah. But it turns out, it turns out that we were wrong.
1: Custer, not custard. We were wrong. We were wrong. What
2: was his middle name, uh, Brandy? If you'd like to share. Hey, hey, hey! (laughs) It's
1: Fat Albert.
2: Uh, It's not Fat Albert. His middle
1: name is Albert. It's Fat Albert now. So Brandy, it's a distinguished name. It very, yeah, Albert Fish. (laughs) Albert in the can. What the,
3: yeah. What was the Boston
1: Strangler's Yeah, Prince name? Albert. Do what? Albert DeSalvo? Oh, something like that. Yeah, DeSalvo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brandy <laughs> has been around
2: calling him Fat Albert ever since. So, that's
3: just, just Which shows you, Colonel. <clears throat> and I mean, and hateful and, 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 and fast shaming. Body shaming. Go ahead, devil. Go ahead. Show your true colors, devil. Show your true colors. Already today, she has knowledge shamed, fat shamed. Let's see how many you can get through here, devil. Let's show
2: your true colors, devil. I'm I'm guessing she's going to dad shame here
1: soon. And she's going to Necrophiliac shame. shame. Yes, yes. So go ahead. So on, on December seventh in December of seventy nine. I should first say that this is not the first time this topic has come
2: up on this podcast. A lot you know, several of the serial killers that we've covered were in this sort of thing. And of course, one of our most favorite podcast episodes, uh, Carl Tanzaran. Or no, uh, Carl. Called Panzram. He's Pansram. my absolute ram Yeah, but no, I'm thinking of the guy that married. You know, he had this. He was in love with the woman, and then he, you know, he he brought her body when she died, and lived with it, and had sex with it. Can't remember his name.
1: Oh, I can't think of his name either. I know the, the king. Uh, a man loves a woman. No. Didn't she didn't
3: no Ed Camp.
1: Yeah, didn't Ed Kemp have his mom's yeah. dead head give him a yeah. blowjob? Her head. Ed Gein. Yeah, Again. Is that wrong, Brandy? No, you think? I, it feels wrong. I mean, it feels like that it it doesn't feel right. When was Big I, Ed did,
3: did violated? It was Big Ed. Uh, his mama's. Uh, it was Big
1: Ed. Dental cavity. Yes, yes. He got a little head. Got Go a little ahead. Head.
3: Got a little head. Yeah.
1: I don't know how big her head her was. It
3: out and just bobbed it like he was dribbling wow. in a basketball. Blah, 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 blah.
1: Wow. <laughs>
2: that is that wow. is I mean that is quite the visual. That w- you would not want to walk in on that act. <laughs> no, that
3: would be that would take
2: you a minute to process, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> so, on December 17th, uh Karen Greenley Stole a 1975 Cadillac hearse that she was driving to the funeral. So she was uh, she was supposed to drive this guy's body as part. You know, she worked in the mortuary, right?
1: And she, uh, I don't need clarification saying, on her driving know, to a you funeral. You know, I'm just looking with 44 minutes in and five sentences into this program. <laughs> this is such... Yeah, I know. I, there's. I don't need clarification on. She was driving a hearse to a funeral. Let's go with the assumption. Right, but go so ahead. She's
2: driving. Uh, she was in this uh, hearse driving this dead body of a 33 year old man named. Well, his, I guess he was 33. Do you kind? Do you stop? You stop aging obviously after you you die, right?
1: Yes. Go
2: ahead. Uh, the body of 33 year old man named John McCure, who. had died a week before. Uh, Karen was driving the hearse to the funeral as intended until she saw the departed, the dearly departed family. Then, in the middle of this uh, funeral procession, she does a big old donut with the hearse and speeds away.
1: Your thoughts on... So, here's... Wait a minute. So here's my thing. Doesn't the hearse generally, after like the police car, doesn't the hearse generally like follow right behind that? So it wasn't like she was going to, she wasn't trying to make like an inconspicuous getaway. No, No, she just did a donut and took off. Everybody, like,
3: she's the front of that fucking line. uh, And, you know, here's the thing. If he was 33 years old, it ain't like, you know, when somebody 95 dies and all their friends are dead. A 33 year old man's probably got a long funeral procession. I mean, can you imagine how she fucked and up she's traffic at the there? front? She makes a donut. Yeah, all these people she's... are trying to turn around. They're trying to. It's just a mess. I got held up by a funeral yeah. profe- profession. procession coming home from uh, work Friday, and I was very displeased. I was very displeased. Uh, why do
1: they have purple
3: flags? Mm.
1: That's an amazing why do fucking they have story. Purple Jesus for the
2: processions.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
2: You would what think you, it would what you be f- black. Are,
0: is your beef with the color? Well, I
3: mean, it okay. should be black.
1: Right. It should be something more... I don't know. Yeah, it should... You know what? We're not going to overhaul the funeral industry think... today. That's just not what I we're going to do. I think if it was,
2: like, for Prince, when he died, that would be appropriate.
3: Yeah, that was... would be appropriate. You give up too easily, devil. Now, me and Timmy want to make know, the, I be the, the
1: change
2: you want. Yeah, be the you change you want to see. Yeah. Uh,
1: you tried to tell me, you started telling a story that was fucking dumb about I got caught in a funeral procession. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? It had no point. <clears throat> That story We're talking about funerals now, No point. Randy. We've all been caught up in a funeral procession. The colonel's Who time is Who cares if they're purple? <clears throat> I
3: got Who no cares time if the flags that are
1: purple, black, blue, green? Don't give they a fuck. should have
3: recognized me like Elvis and let me go through.
1: Well, they weren't going to, but go ahead. She does a big old donut at the front of she the does. line and, and took she, off.
2: And obviously this caused uh, uh, quite a consternation to... The deceased family, as you can imagine, they were probably sitting there with their uh, with their uh, tongues mouths agape. Timmy, mouths agape.
3: Yeah. Little did they know they were mortified, Colonel. They they were mortified, but they were yet they were going to be more mortified
2: as they they thought their
3: mortification level bar had been set, but she was about to raise it more. Yep, she's about to
1: say, "Hold my beer." Mm-hmm.
2: So Karen speeds away as her as the deceased family watches helplessly. She speeds away at, uh with the remains of their loved one, their loved ones. Karen took the corpse on a two day joyride. Brandy, your thoughts on that?
1: I. I don't I don't know how much he well, enjoyed because it. but go ahead.
3: Because hearses are so inconspicuous, you know, she just blended
1: right, right, in right. with the rest of traffic, I suppose. Well, she probably had to take right. the
2: little blue flag off the thing.
3: Yeah, that would yeah.
1: Yes, that's that's what would set it apart is that flag. So
2: uh God. <laughs> she uh transports uh she takes a horse, she takes off, takes the body And she uh, transports it to another county in California where she has sex with it, Brandy. Where she has sex with the body, not the county. just want to clarify that.
1: Thank you. Did she take it out of the casket? I mean, I guess not. Karen Greenlee
2: uh, then confessed to her necrophilia in a disturbing letter. And uh to who? well I'm gonna get to that. She eventually she oh, okay. uh she tries after she has sex with the with the body of John McCure, she um tries to kill herself and she leaves a disturbing four page suicide note and she would eventually be charged and convicted of stealing a hearse and interfering with the funeral. Did you know that you could theres you could be charged with interfering with the funeral brandy uh
1: I did not know that, but i you know it's just one of those laws that I've never needed to now, know colonel, I know you you're well aware of that
3: I do know about that and and I can't believe that your father being and thank him for a service being a lifelong law enforcement person. you did not know that devil. Did you ever ask your dad when he came home how was your day daddy how was, you know what was going on oh I wasn't good I had somebody interfere with a funeral no if you if he cared about other people and how their time went and how their lives were you would know these things but well, she the she doesn't fact have that you don't any, is maybe a, is a sad commentary
1: on your lack of
3: overall empathy devil well
1: she she's no not known it's known really for not empathy. i mean I will I will happily tell you that I don't care about
2: that. Yeah, but uh, I did I know, actually, it. I did know that you could get charged with interfering with a funeral because, you know I mean, of those nut jobs that were, what was the, the church mm-hmm. that always goes The to, Westboro people. Yeah. Oh, Westboro. They've been yeah. charged with that before. So, an extensive uh, manhunt began for uh, by the Ca- California Highway Patrol. Chips, Brandon. Well,
3: not. Uh, no this is a person hunt to me let's be let's be proper here a person hunt person hunt
2: so they yeah. got Eric Estrada
1: exactly they got chips chips
2: they're out looking Ponch and John out looking for Karen and the deceased and they want to bring him back to Sacramento to, to face the music Brandy Ponch and John now, Karen was, see, there was this whole era in the 1970s. I think Chips was on Saturday night. I, I See, I, now, Colonel, I know you probably had this dilemma as well. Chips was on the same time The Love Boat was on. Right. And, and you had to make the call there. Were you going to watch a drama <laughs> like Chips, or were you going to end your weekend on a lighthearted uh, comedy, such as
3: the Love Boat. I always went with the Love Boat, Timmy. Always went with the Love Boat because I liked Isaac. I, I there was some Who we didn't had like some Isaac? kind of soul bond, me and Isaac, because he was wise. Isaac was fucking smooth. He was
1: smooth,
3: you know. Isaac could go through a, a four day cruise and he banged twelve women. You know that. <laughs> and and you know Julie was a nymphomaniac. That was that was pretty clear from
1: character. I bet Isaac got with Phyllis Diller when she came oh, yeah. on the
3: Love Boat. You know, the captain was into his BDSM stuff.
1: Um, oh, we, I didn't know that.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Him and Gopher, they had some really strange <laughs> things going Gopher. on there. Yeah, he'd Gopher do something stupid. He'd be at the cab. He'd have to go down to the cab, the captain's cabin get in the stockade that the captain built. Sometimes the captain would, you know, he'd he'd discipline him to me. He'd he'd try to make Uh, him a better man. Paddle him, you think? He'd what? Did he paddle him? Uh, Sometimes he'd paddle him. Sometimes he'd uh, you know, you know, he'd hobo him to me. He'd hobo him. Put up
2: the uh, uh, use, uh, you know, like a charger and electrocute his nipples.
3: Uh, no, I think he well, just uh do a little sodomy on him to me him in the stockade just uh, and 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 if you're old enough listeners, I want you to picture gopher bent over in the stockade and a bald captain you know just you know going to toe just- because that's a relationship it. they had I Gopher had wanted it. to be a, and it worked because Gopher ended up in Congress,
2: yeah, I forgot about that. I had impure thoughts about Karen Valentine when she was on the show. You know, she was on a guest guest host. I, I still have impure thoughts about her,
3: Timmy. And uh, eighty six years
2: old, Raquel Welch. And you talking about a beautiful woman, Brandy? Raquel Welch was a bomb. But anyway, in yes, high school, when that, you know that was a popular TV show, the, the ladies in high school call uh, that was their nickname for me, Brandy, the Love Book.
3: <laughs> I doubt it. So I was the Love Titanic, Timmy.
4: <laughs> oh God!
3: You never, never knew when it was gonna, when things were gonna go. <laughs> it was gonna capsize. <laughs> yes, I know. You never knew if you um, were gonna make it or not if you went with the Colonel. Because
2: you know what, Colonel? They know when they went. Because you get. They know to when death. they went out with you, Colonel.
1: You'd always go down.
3: That's right. That's right,
1: Timmy. Oh. <sighs> And a bunch of people would die. All right. Okay, so, What were we talking about? Karen. Karen is, Karen's got chips on her tail. She, uh,
2: she was found four days later after this uh, California Highway Patrol search. She was found in Allegheny uh, in Sierra County, a neighboring county to Sacramento. According to Dr. Robert Roche, I think I'm still on that. i pronouncing that right. The physician who pumped her stomach... Remember, I told you she tried to kill herself. Uh, Karen was right. extremely—was she trying to kill herself, or was she just trying to get in? She trickery, ra- trickery. She wanted well, to masturbate, and that's how she
1: got off. Is you know she couldn't do it while she she was. What living. I love is you. Wait a minute. What I love is he's pumped her stomach and decided that she was extremely depressed. Maybe. She just wanted a buzz. And, uh, yeah, he pumped her uh,
2: stomach. He said she was extremely depressed and uh, had uh, and had attempted to commit suicide by overdosing on about 20 pills of Tylenol and codeine.
1: But she survived. Dude, that's stupid. And well, again, she might not have killed herself, somebody pump- but I bet
2: she didn't have a headache.
1: Well and you know, but you think the thing it was is, extra strength tylenol, I mean, my God
2: or do you think it was just regular Tylenol because that could make a difference
3: it can make a difference to me, but uh if it was Tylenol with codeine um oh, devil t- twenty pills you you drive to work on twenty pills
1: well, it's twenty pills of Tylenol and yeah. codeine, so the Tylenol didn't have codeine yeah, so twenty codeine she pills, took it separate you've, I've seen you at work oh yeah, no, that's Friday. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I will but say my your thing. speech is
3: a little slurred. Just a little slurred at twenty pills of codeine, double.
1: Well, I, I you know, I try and cut it off at nineteen. That way, you know, eighteen's not enough. Twenty, my speech is slurred. You know, but here's the thing: if somebody was to, I am not extremely depressed. I'm just a little depressed. So, but if somebody pumps my stomach and is like, "Oh my God, she has," you know. 25 Hershey kisses, I don't even know what the hell that is. Looks like some ice cream and, you know, a cheeseburger in there. She could be extremely depressed. No, motherfuckers, I'm just fat and I want to eat some chocolate. Well, see, I, my, Why I was trying Why would to, he think when that when I,
2: she was... My, obviously, my point was not well made before, but since she's into having sex with dead people, how do they know she wasn't just killing herself
1: so that she could masturbate? You know what I mean? That's, yes, that's all true. I don't know why he thinks she's extremely depressed, but whatever. Whatever. Go ahead. I mean, these doctors think they know everything. Uh, Karen was found with a
2: a four-and-a-half-page long-written confession, Brandy, where she admitted to having had sex with 20 to 40 dead bodies, dead bodies, Colonel, of young men... And uh, sh- that what she described as an addiction. She had an addiction to sleeping with young men who
1: had died. She has an addiction to dead yes. dick.
2: <clears throat> now, because necrophilia was not illegal in California at the time, I don't know if it's illegal now or not, but um, she, uh, Karen was uh, only accused, of, or only, I guess, indicted... Of stealing the hearse, grand theft, hearse I guess, GTH, Yes. and yes. interfering with the funeral, which is a serious, serious crime, Brandy. Do not
1: interfere Obviously. With, with the funeral. Well, as long as you don't interfere with the funeral, you can fuck the yeah. dead guy in the back all as you want. Right. As long as you keep driving while Just you're Just don't stop it. the procession. Exactly. Don't stop the procession.
2: Exactly. That's our... That's Makes our. Sense. You know that's the bit of advice that we share with our listeners today.
1: Fuck the dead guy all mm-hmm. you want,
2: just don't do it. That interferes with the funeral procession.
1: Keep the procession Keep the moving. moving. So,
2: uh, so she was charged with those. She pled guilty. And oh uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, as they see you driving, she was
3: she was pretty much caught red snappered, Timmy.
2: <laughs> as they saw her drive you know when you do a donut in the middle of a funeral <laughs> yeah. procession it's hard to say that it's hard to you know it's hard to it's hard to say it yeah, wasn't me you can't plead not guilty really to that I mean they were, you had a lot of witnesses there she was sentenced to pay, pay a $255 fine Brandy and on top of the fine she she was sentenced to spend eleven days in jail.
1: I bet she thought it was worth it. Well,
2: I mean, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. Was it probably depends on how long he lasted. You know, because dead guys are known to have a, a quick trigger. There, Colonel.
3: Well, once yeah, but once rigor mortis sets in, Timmy, me, that had an advantage.
1: Yeah, but this is before rigor, This is after rigor mortis. This is after he's. Yeah, but embalmed. she's got him all this jacked all up.
3: You don't know where she shot all the embalming fluid.
2: Yeah, she's she's a yeah, professional brandy. Well, so she has yeah. an advantage. Sure. Okay. You're right. Now, after her release, uh, her pr- probation uh, included mandatory therapy, <laughs> and she says that that. Helped her to make peace with herself. So like before this all happened, she thought something was wrong with her.
1: Right. Now she's good enough. She's smart <laughs> well, enough. People like and her. And doggone it. I'm like guessing her. people still don't like her, but you know.
2: Anyway. Karen Greenlee and the Memorial Lawn Mortuary. What a horrible name. Well, you know, all mortuaries have a name like that. You know, it's like toilet.
1: Memorial Lawn?
2: You know, it's like toilet paper. They all have the same kind of cloud, white cloud, or charming. You never hear, you know, uh, toilet paper called Rocky or something like that.
1: (laughs) Memorial (laughs) Lawn. Sandy. Memorial Lawn. Sandy
2: toilet paper. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, Karen Greenley and the uh, mortuary were sued, imagine that, for $1 million by uh, Marion Gonzalez, the mother of the deceased, uh, John McClure, for severe emotional distress, intentional infliction of emotional distress. So they were sued uh, at the uh, court hearing. The defense uh, psychiatrist, uh, uh, Dr. Captain Thomas. Don't, you don't see people call, naming their kids Captain much anymore, Colonel.
3: No. Not as much as they should, Timmy. Not as much as they should.
2: Anyway, <sighs> this doctor said that he did not think uh, the event had much of a lasting impact on the victim's mother because...
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: because she had a history of alcoholism. <laughs> And depression.
3: <laughs> yeah, she was gonna forget that shit. Oh my god, you know, she was gonna forget the shit yeah. tomorrow anyway. Her brain was, her brain right. level with Swiss cheese.
2: That's why you know, like in torts, they don't the the you know in law school they say that uh, a lot of because you know once you it, once you got a claim of intentional infliction of emotional distress. They, then your open game, your you know your uh, background and your mental il- mental health is open game for cross examination. So that's why a lot of times that they won't include it when they could because because of that. And like huh. this asshole here, uh, this uh, attorney did uh, with Miss Gonzalez is pretty pretty bad thing to do. I would think. I know. Brandy, that you probably wouldn't judge it as a bad thing to do. But those with a conscience like the colonel and myself, we frowned on this sort of thing. At the the Superior Court hearing, uh, okay, I already said that. Uh, Richard A. Capus, a fellow embalmer, you think after they're done... Like embalming for the day, Colonel. They go out, and have a few beers, talk about the work, talk shop.
3: Mm. Well, I think, of course, yes. they do. Yeah. Well, this They're guy professionals, was professionals. Timmy, they got to let off some steam. Unlike Karen, you know, she had her own way of letting <laughs> off
1: some
2: steam. Well, now Karen would later say that it's pretty common that You're fucking Karen. She would say later on that it was pretty. It's pretty common uh, in that that industry for, you know. Uh, they would be, you know, like. I just refuse well, to believe that. Yeah, the colonel and I have to worry about that. Uh, right. Brandy.
1: Right. Yeah. It's. I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. You don't, don't need to worry. About I
2: don't want I don't want someone, you know, it, diddling me when I'm, uh, when I'm just no longer
3: alive. I don't care. I really. Uh, I'm. Hmm. I'm up for it, Timmy. <laughs> I'm up for it. One for the
2: road. <laughs> well, anyway, this uh, this Richard Capus, the, f- the fellow embalmer and former colleague of Karen Greenlee, testified that the jur- testified to the jury that there was no reason to suspect her or that she would commit such a qu- crime because she was quiet and quite competent. Your thoughts on about that, Brandy?
3: Huh. It's
1: fucking ridiculous.
3: I wonder if she was quiet when she Good was born. She was you like, oh, Oh, dead daddy! Oh, dead daddy! You know because. <laughs> well, wait
1: a minute. Wait a minute. Do I get to read the next part? I believe you do. Yeah, Timmy forgot. Do I get to, to read the next page. There, yeah. Uh, I I don't. How many pages are there? Five. Six. Five. Yeah, Five. you
2: can do the next uh, three. Colonel, it's in the colonel's contract. He he only has to do one page.
1: Right. Well, I just find. The stuff in bold to be very very interesting. Well, take
2: it away, Brandy.
1: Take it away, Devil. So that lawsuit uh, was eventually settled for one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in general and punitive damages. About so her taking off and fucking her son's dead corpse is only worth one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. I mean, you
2: know, that's I mean that's a high price to pay. I mean, you know, what?
1: hookers probably make 100 bucks, 150 bucks an hour. Wait a minute. But I want to know how they come up with that. How? How do you come up with that number? Well, like she sued for a million, we'll give you 117,000. Just go away. So, during the trial, Karen Greenlee was compared to Richard Chase. Chase was a serial killer known as the Vampire Killer who dismembered his victims and drank their blood. As it turns out, Karen had actually worked with the bodies of Chase's victims when they were brought into a funeral home where she once worked. She assisted with the funeral of a couple and their child who'd been murdered by Chase. As you can imagine, Charles... The Karen Greenlee necrophilia case was a tremendous public scandal. Well, I would
3: think so. It's it's not it, it's not something that it's,
1: It breaks social
3: well, norms, devil. M- m- it much does, like here, you do on a daily
1: basis, but
3: Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. So, here's here's a good sentence. The Karen Greenlee necrophilia case was a tremendous public scandal. She became one of the most famous Female necrophiliacs in American history. I don't. Yeah, well, I don't know how many there are, fame. but there's she was a the most famous. Of fame. Um, I bet. Yes, because most necrophiliacs, I know that you're going to be shocked, known to the public were male. Hmm. Questions of how and why arose during her trial. So Karen being the giver that she is, gave a very telling interview in which she seemed largely accepting of her attraction to dead bodies because she went through mandatory therapy and it helped her become one with with her. her. Yes. Uh, As mentioned in her four-page confession, the corpse Karen Greenlee stole and took for a joyride in 1979 was just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Eh. In her confession, Jesus Christ, in her confession, she admitted she had sex with many other corpses in the past. Hmm. She claimed to have made love to anywhere between twenty is it making love How though, to if they're make dead love to a corpse she wrote a book no, yeah, well, she claims to have made love to anywhere between twenty and forty bodies over the years before getting caught. In 1987, Karen Greenlee gave a very detailed and very frank interview entitled The Unrepentant Necrophile about her necrophiliac interests to Jim Morton for his book Apocalypse Culture, published by Farrell House. Hmm. In the in-depth interview, Karen Greenlee elaborated on her attraction to human bodies she claims she found the smell of death very attractive. Ooh, that smell. Particularly, don't know. Right. Can't you smell that smell? Particularly, don't know. Freshly embalmed Ooh, corpses. Smell.
3: Keep going. I'm just background music. Wait a minute. The smell
1: the No, it's you. not background music. It's not background music. It's obnoxious. But here's my question: Couldn't she just sniff formaldehyde? Or well, her is. I, well Dead man's crotches even, tell no even, tales, devil. I guess. Even seeing blood just oozing from bodies was arousing to her. When you're oh my God. And this is a quote when you're on top of a body, it tends to purge blood out of its mouth while you're making passionate oh, love. Now no, see that just gave me a bonus. Is that wrong? I ugh. yes. Uh, and, then, and then she says, "You'd have to be there, I guess." No, okay, I'm my yeah, head I head guess you, that would...
3: right there in my head with you. And I got a pair of tight oh, my God. pants on, and it's it's I ew of that real ew. Quick. There we go. Please don't. Weave there with this episode.
1: Yes, do that. When asked how one has sex with a male corpse. Kevin or Kevin, Jesus, Karen <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> I know. Karen rolled her eyes. Why is that? Just a stu- super stupid question. But Karen rolled her eyes because evidently these guys are fucking dumb, and claimed, uh, claimed that the interview had a lack of imagination. Ah. Uh, Karen said, quote, people have this misconception that there has to be penetration for sexual gratification, which is bull. It's bull. The most sensitive part of a woman is the front area anyway. And that's what needs to be. Stim- well, and stimulated. I focus
3: a lot on that on the book, but I, I don't get so much into dead people. She was doing the gr- she
1: was doing the grind on him, was what she was doing, devil. Right, right, right. That's yeah. what I'm getting. Besides, <laughs> besides, there are different aspects of sexual expression. <sighs> Touchy feely. Sixty nine, even holding 69, hands. Now hold on, that
3: body. Now you need a cooperative partner, or you only got a sixty eight there. You know, if you got a corpse, I, you I, the know, best you can do is 68 double. That's, you know, I'm doing you and you're well, going to owe me one. I mean, you can't do a six
1: But here's the thing. The body's just lying there. It's just lying there, not doing anything. Just just laying there. Uh, But it has what it takes to make me happy. Uh, The cold, the aura of death, the smell of death, the funeral surroundings, it all contributes. When the interviewer asked her to expand on her comments about the smell of sex, Karen said, Fucking Karen. Sure. I find the odor of death very erotic. There are death odors. And there are death odors.
4: Hmm.
1: What? Now. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now you get your body that's been floating in the bay for two weeks or a burn victim. That doesn't attract me because she has fucking standards. Well, yeah. well, Let's not, not be just, ridiculous. She's not gross. Yeah. But a freshly embalmed corpse is something else. Well,
3: I can see that.
1: I see what she's saying there. I... Just, I still, I'm I'm sticking with it. This is just not great. Uh, keeping in mind that the interview took place in the 1980s, Karen went on to explain that the group she found most attractive... Oh, she's an asshole, too. Uh, the group that she found most attractive were young men in their 20s who had died of AIDS. Now see, that'd be a little iffy to me. She was riding the edge right there,
3: because I'd still be afraid of getting AIDS back in the 1980s. Well, but come on you remember back in the 19 well you was young but timmy you remember in the 80s people thought you could just get aids by being in the same room with somebody
1: right well karen claimed that she'd been attracted to dead bodies all of her life as a small girl she held funeral services for her pets uh, and she had a little pet graveyard probably my question is Exactly. Was she rubbing her bunny on her <laughs> bunny, or what was she doing? I mean... You
3: know, uh, for this particular claims, Karen, I'm, I'm imagining she's rubbing her bunny on her skunk. Because well, after probably, a while, you ride so many uh, dead people, and you're going to get... What's going to happen to you, Timmy? Vaginal decay. Vaginal decay. Well, That's how... That's one of the reasons you can... I got That's one of the ways you can start.
1: What did she do with her dead goldfish is my question. She had... Flushing meant something completely different to her. So she claims that she grew up in a small town in Michigan. She was born in a small town. And the fireman's barbecue... Wait a minute. She grew up in a small town in Michigan and the fireman's barbecue was next door to the funeral home to go to the bathroom, you had to use the facilities in the funeral home. She said she found any excuse she could to go to the bathroom, and then she'd take side trips and wander around the mortuary. Karen claimed to have attempted suicide multiple times prior to getting caught with stealing the body of John McClure. After one botched attempt, she was living in a halfway house near a funeral home. She would routinely sneak in at night in search of bodies. She fa- if she found the bodies unsupervised, as they usually are, <laughs> she would have sex with the corpses. One night, workers at the funeral home caught her in the act. Well, how embarrassing. The workers threatened to call the cops, but Greenlee bolted before they could see her face. She was never caught or charged with any crime, but an alarm was later installed in the funeral home. She suspects that while the police were indeed called, the workers declined to press the issue as they did not want the bad publicity for not supervising the dead bodies, I guess. Karen indicated in interviews that many funeral home workers may harbor an attraction to dead bodies. That's just well, why slanderous. Would, why else would you go? I mean, come into
3: it, on. Though? You go into it because I you want to know. see some naked people. I, that's the only reason I can understand that you would go into the, the funeral business. I want to see some people naked. Really? I mean, we got the internet. This was before the internet. She couldn't um, just dial up AOL and he... Show me a dead body.
1: They had... Yeah, well... She didn't have well, Google Image search uh, back then, devil. Well, mm-hmm. um... Inappropriate comments are a common occurrence and some studies indicate necrophilia fantasies are more common than you would think. Choosing not to think about it. Karen Greenlee feels a lot of funeral home workers are likely caught in the act with bodies, but charges are rarely pressed as funeral directors do not want the bad publicity. Oh my god, when asked about her most unusual experiences with a cadaver, Oh, Karen! Hold. You know what? I Karen's killing me here. I don't understand. What does she mean that a lot of fu- a lot of funeral home workers are likely caught in the act with bodies? A lot, Charles. Oh, well, it's like that Sam
3: Kinison thing, you know, where you die and you're laying on the slab and you're thinking. Oh, it's not been a bad... Now, this, you know, goes to a male. But you're thinking, you know, it's not been a bad life. I've done this and I've done that. And then it's like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 stop that! Stop that! Ow! Ow! You know, it's like that, Timmy. You're just laying there waiting for your trip to heaven and all of a sudden you got a hobo behind you.
1: Well... So when so Timmy has technical issues and so he can hear us, but you guys can't hear him. So we he apologizes because this happens every motherfucking week. Every fucking week. I've stopped recording. Hold on guys, I've stopped recording. Anyway, so Karen was asked about her Timmy most is unusual basically experiences. Jones of
3: podcasting.
1: Timmy needs to get a new motherfucking computer that doesn't just stop I working. Mean, <laughs> Timmy was ordering a so new computer anyway, like six months ago. <laughs> right. The fuck. So anyway, Karen was asked about her unusual experience with a cadaver, and she said, "Now I'm I'm thinking that these are not people that she necessarily slept with, but whatever. Who knows." So she said, and I quote: "There was one kid, who fell out of a car while his mom was making a turn, and she managed to run over his head."
3: I believe another she another kid.
1: That on probably he's probably fucking getting yappy. Another kid choked to death. She meant some completely. She different. wasn't kidding. Yeah. So another kid choked to death on a cigarette wrapper. But they got warning labels on them, for Christ's sake. This is not a toy. Well, right. Here's my favorite, though. One guy committed suicide by shooting himself in the head with a pellet rifle. He had to shoot himself several times, and it took him a while to die, but he finally succeeded. There was another guy I worked on. He was a transvestite who somehow strangled himself with his Well, nylons. it's dangerous. You know,
3: women, I... you, you're used to nylons. But men, when you decide to take that Ugh. first couple attempts, I suppose, you know, and you don't get it right, they should come with a warning label too. You know, do not wrap around your they neck. They should.
1: Nylons are terrible. Um, anyway, she said, I don't think it was intentional. I think he was trying to achieve a heightened orgasm through strangulation. And he ended up hanging himself. He wouldn't be the first to make that mistake and he wouldn't be the last. Um, In addition to having sex with the dearly departed, Karen admitted to to also attending their funerals. Well, you would think she would. You think she would. I mean, she works there. Well, and she slept with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she said it was convenient working in the funeral home she would drive out to the cemetery with the family karen would get to mourn right along with the family at the mm-hmm, loss of that mm-hmm. loved one except she that's was right. groaning in a different tone oh, that's right why timmy why did you put <laughs> that there timmy wanted to paint a picture and he sure did there well yeah karen explained karen People can't really tell if you're grief-stricken or passion-stricken. I've had members of families put their arms around me and say, we're so glad you could come. So was she. What? I'm coming now. I'm yeah, coming now. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> you grinding up against a mom's
3: oh, legs. Oh, I'm happy to be here.
1: Karen. Karen. Uh, if she was asked, she would lie and say she knew him from school and she was always honored when a family member would mistake her for the deceased girlfriend.
3: Mm. Can I have one last minute with him? One last five-minute trip with him?
1: Apparently, Karen Greenlee came to terms with her necophilia after her trial. In an interview she gave years after the crime, she claimed she accepted that she was attracted to corpses. A social worker saw her during her probation... Uh, was apparently open-minded and encouraged Greenlee to accept herself. What? So the social worker said, oh honey, that's fine, just accept who you are. Yeah, there is a lot wrong with that. Uh, She also sought out online forums and support groups for people who have similar attractions. So they did have the goddamn World Wide Web. She could have, whatever, oh my God. Karen said, one mortician I worked with used to like to trocar as a large hollow needle used to suction fluid from corpses. Uh, And he would push it up inside any male cadaver's dick. He'd say, oh, look, the corpse has got a boner. You know, it's kind of a neat little the trick you play there. Right. Wait a minute. And, and then she says, this guy was really weird. <laughs> really, Karen? Now, you know you're fucked up when uh, Karen thinks you're weird. Really? He looked like the Larry. He looked like Larry of the Three Stooges. I think he had some necrophil- necrophilic tendencies. He'd get real upset if there weren't any female bodies to work on. He'd start pacing. I caught him one time in the prep room. He said he was just taking a pee in the hopper at the end of the table. He was just pulling up his pants when I walked in. I said, I won't tell if you don't. Yeah, that guy was really weird. We got
3: Kenneth Douglas in here. This is an interesting one.
1: Well, okay. So Kenneth Douglas, although this type of activity among morgue workers is is considered rare, it's not uncommon. An incident that occurred here in Cincinnati is equally disturbing. On August 19, 1982, David Steffen, posing as a door-to-door salesman, burst into the home of 19-year-old Karen Range, another Karen. Whereupon he beat the teenager, stuffed a rag in her mouth, and slashed her throat with a paring knife. With such force, he nearly took her I head off. I
3: can't even cut an apple with well, a paring knife. He almost took a head off with a paring knife.
1: What an asshole. Uh, Stefan eventually pled guilty to murdering range and said he also attempted to rape her, but he swore up and down he never actually completed the sexual aspect of the crime. Investigators initially didn't believe Stefan, since a medical exam found semen inside and all over the victim's body. Well, Jesus. Uh, in 1983, an Ohio court found David Stefan guilty of first-degree murder and rape and sentenced him to be executed. For the next quarter century, Stefan fought the rape conviction. Not the murder. I fucking I killed her, but off, I didn't but rape, I did not rape her. Okay, her.
3: that offends me that you would. Yeah, lump me I in. draw the line. Yeah.
1: Those yeah. So he's fighting the rape conviction, hoping to get off death row. 26 years later, DNA technology would prove, horrifically, that the killer was indeed telling the truth. Stefan got a huge break in 2008 uh, when his attorneys convinced a judge to order a DNA test on the semen in question. Using technology that was previously unavailable, the process revealed a second horror that befell Karen Range on the very day she was slaughtered. The fluid actually came from Kenneth Douglas, a married father of four who had worked in the Hamilton County Morgue for 16 years. The DNA matched a sample taken from Douglas earlier in 2008 after he'd been busted for drugs. He had raped Range's remains. Do you remember this one Douglas now? admitted to no, yeah, I don't this remember a, it no this was that was a pretty, in... pretty big one at the time yeah i was I was still little in 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 eighty three I was in the oh, third okay. grade yeah, so well, yeah, I don't remember all right, so anyway uh okay, so here's this winner Douglas admitted to removing range's body from storage about four hours. ...following its delivery, whereupon he got drunk, smoked crack, and said he did remember removing her from the freezer in order to have sex with her. That's nice. That's, that's, in short that's order, Douglas got three right years in jail... That's cold. ...literally. literally. Uh, Douglas got three years in jail for gross abuse of a corpse. It is gross. Eventually, Douglas confessed to sexually violating more than 100 dead bodies during his 16 years on the job. Do you want me to keep yeah, reading, Charles, keep or would you're, you like to read? Good, Thank you. In 2012, Douglas pled guilty to sexually desecrating the bodies of April Hicks, who had fallen from a high window, and Charlene Appling, who was six months pregnant when she was strangled to death.
3: Ooh. So horrible shit the Hamilton
1: County here. Morgue Well, the Hamilton County Morgue first hired Kenneth Douglas in nineteen seventy six. He worked at night and said he regularly consumed copious amounts of alcohol during his shifts. You you know what that's like. I mean, just get through the day, knock back a
3: couple, you know, and before you know it, you are three bottles of vodka
1: into the day, and it's only three o'clock. But go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's it's only ten in the morning. So come, come the eighties. Uh, Douglas added crack cocaine to the mix, as one does. He claimed that the combination prompted him to start raping cadavers that were awaiting autopsies. As Douglas himself put it, I would just get on top of them and pull my pants down. Hi. Hello. Hmm. Um, Douglas had unfettered access to dead bodies until leaving the Moore gig in 1992. All the while, his wife suspected he was up to no good. Oh, uh, she regularly picked him up from work and described him as reeking of alcohol and sex. Now, my question is: Would she have rather him having sex with the living, or is she okay because is dead that really cheating and no real threat? Is that really cheating? Is what I want to know. Is it? Yeah. I don't. And how
3: do you have your wife pick you up from work after that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you're yeah, in a morgue, you can just wash off, for Christ's sake. I mean, not the alcohol, but I the, the dead you know, vagina smell.
1: Yeah, I would, I would think. Um, oh, here we go. At one point, Pat Douglas, Kenneth's wife, telephoned his supervisor to say she believed her husband uh, was getting drunk and high at the morgue. The supervisor reportedly responded, Whatever happens on county time and on county property is That's county business. That's pretty much always well, been armado, changed, yeah. has it? Yeah, so there you go. The quote would come back to haunt not just the supervisor but Hamilton County because several of the families of the deceased sued the county. So I wonder if that was our supervisor that said that.
3: <laughs> Whatever happens, I don't give a shit. Don't give me a involved.
1: Yeah, I don't care. Just just hit my numbers. Uh, let's see. Hamilton County settled with the families of the victims in 2015. The following year, the state of Ohio cleared David Steffen of raping Karen Range and commuted his death sentence to life without the possibility of parole, and he agreed to file no more appeals. Kenneth Douglas is now 70, is nearing 70, uh, and out of jail, and not surprisingly, yeah. keeping a low profile.
3: Yeah, he's not going around with a, his name on the back of a shirt. People would still remember that guy. That was a big case here. It was a very wow. big case here.
1: Ugh. Um, so, of course, necrophilia is not limited to morgue workers. A more recent example occurred in the state of Georgia in 2019. Things got very disturbing outside the Daybreak Day Resource Center in Macon, Georgia. Kenny O'Brien Whitehead, 55, was caught having sex with a woman on the front steps. But what authorities discovered next sent shockwaves through the town. The Bibb County Sheriff's Office responded to calls of two people engaging in sexual acts outside of the homeless shelter. Homeless people are always... Once they arrived at the scene... Because what else are you going to do? you got no job. They don't Don't have cable. cable. I mean, yeah, so. What what are you going to do? Well, here's the thing. So, once they arrived at the scene, they instructed Whitehead to put his clothes back on after he was stripping nude during sex on the front steps of this homeless shelter. Why you would strip completely naked to have sex on the front steps of a homeless shelter is... Well, I I hope he was wearing a mask, at least. Well, yeah. It wasn't until Whitehead stepped away from the woman that they realized that she was unresponsive. The corpse had already been dead for some time before the authorities got there. He was then arrested and charged with necrophilia, sexual intercourse, or attraction towards corpses. You can
3: get charged with just attraction toward corpses now. They got a zero tolerance policy in the,
1: down there. Zero tolerance. Um, in the state of Georgia, a person convicted of necrophilia will be punished by a prison term between one and ten years. Hmm. It was originally just a felony conviction, and Whitehead and Whitehead was being held without bond. Police now suspect a murder charge may be forthcoming. It's unclear if Whitehead knew the woman prior to the incident. Uh, it is also unclear if either of them was homeless or how they ended up on the steps of the Daybreak Day Resource Center in Macon. And so additional charges for that guy are pending. Well, so I, I this, first <clears throat> of all, first of all, did he drag her down there? Like, I don't understand. Why you thought, you know what, I'm going to have sex with her. I'm going to do it in the most public mm-hmm. place I can possibly find. Because it's not weird at all. And I'm going to strip off all my clothes to do it. Well, I you know. What the fuck is happening? Since
3: Timmy's not here, devil, I'm going to say, well, what do you think about that, Brandy?
1: I just need to know what the fuck is going on that people think that this is okay. That, you know. The first Karen is, you know, attracted to the blood and the ooze that comes out of everywhere. Who isn't, really? You know, the morgue worker though? guy. I mean, you don't well, like to see a little bit of blood guy guy when you're is going stupid. at
3: it. First if of all, I, here's, this is in, in, the, in the book. If, if you're done and nobody's bleeding or bruised a little bit, you just haven't put enough effort into it.
1: Well, I get that. But here's the thing, like the guy in Hamilton County, like he's having sex with these bodies before they're autopsied. I mean, I guess if you do it after all their organs yeah. are out, I don't know if it, I guess it's not it the same. It doesn't feel I don't the know. same. Yeah. But really? Yeah. But do you think for a hot second that they're going to be like, especially during this, whatever time it was not that long ago. Hey, look, there's semen here. Let's run it and see what happens. Uh, you, you, would think. What the fuck, dude? They're just not. You know what? If you're going to be a necrophiliac, be a smart yeah. one. This Give me a break. Fluid.
3: Sticky. There's what too is many. It? Yeah, they just.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's. You, it's too many. It's like you're begging mm-hmm. to be caught. You're smoking crack and getting drunk in the morgue. Giving the wienering to dead mm-hmm. people. Wienering to death, really. You can do that. It can do. They're that,
3: already though. dead. Uh, it, <clears throat> chapter no. thirty-one. Pay close attention. There's waivers. There's I disclaimers. There's everything else. If you use this
1: technique, you are liable to weaner them to death. It's happened. Well, it, it absolutely has not. And again, they're just begging to be caught. I mean, Jesus Christ, give me a break. And again, did he drag her downstairs? This last guy's Kenny guy. Did he drag this poor woman's body downstairs and put her, you know, lay her on the steps and like, don't move. And then he takes off all his clothes. What the fuck is happening? Well, it it would be I'm a little just, disconcerting I'm, I'm to walk into that, but yeah, it it seems, but disconcerting is the best word for it. It would be disconcerting is a word. And then the question is, okay. Do I call the police? Do I walk past it? Do I what do I do here?
3: Well, you know, it's it's that thing deb, dead people tell no tales.
1: You know, but they, they can give up tales, but they don't. She didn't tales. have to. She didn't have to cuz he was on the front lawn yeah. of a homeless shelter. What? Well, she didn't have to say you a goddamn word. homeless work. people
3: have seen a lot of shit. It doesn't rattle them like, you know.
1: I bet they you just know, thought I I was would bet you that they have seen a lot of shit. Whatnot. No, I bet you they have seen a lot of shit, but this is going to have to make somebody go, mm, you know, maybe not. I've seen, I've been to 10 county fairs and I ain't never seen anything like that. Yeah. So, Charles, well, do you have the Patreon I do. list? Um, yes. Well, so... The first- we're getting first of all don't you feel like you've got like the control room in your ear so you yeah, hear somebody like, talking to you it's like being on the johnny carson showing the producers
3: talking into your ear
1: it's kind of like that but we did want to um send our sympathy out to alan cox um who lost uh who lost somebody recently um his stepfather recently and we want to make sure that um that we want well, we just want to make sure that you know, Alan, that we're we're thinking about you, and that our um, heartfelt condolences go out to you and your family. Yes, we so, do, Alan. Charles. Me. Well, I'm going to yes, start by giving a shout
3: out to someone we have missed on the Patreon list. I got a message for this from this young lady, um, Emily Tarko Tarkov Tarkov Emily Tarkov. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you didn't butcher yeah, Emily that too much. Um, she's she's a Patreon sponsor. We don't have her on the list. We've missed her. And she uh, will take occasion to send me uh, PMs reminding me that I missed her. So I'm going to give her that. Well, that feels like a Timmy thing. Timmy makes yeah, the Patreon list. Well, I think he uses the same one from you know when we started. But
1: anyway, let's start with Eric. Well, well if he's using it... If he's using the one he's got saved he on is. his computer, it's probably fucked up and <laughs> yeah. stopped spitting out <laughs> stuff anyway. So, yeah,
3: I, I, as a matter you know. of fact, it's a good thing that I know Lithuanian because that's how it, this one got printed out. But uh, so I'll try to struggle through well, you it. You know, Aaron Kunkamola, Shelby is a new one. Katie Gunkel, Andrea Louise Sedans, Tessie Poor, Cape Byer, Karen Allen, Gina Green, Danielle Townsend, Marianne Wright. Adam McWaters, Elaine Baker Alexandra of course Alan Cox we just mentioned uh, Alicia Mincy Nina at the Already Gone Podcast Amanda Christine Amber Anderson Amber Scoville Anna Gerline, Andrea O'Dell Andrew Frazier Angela Santos Angelo Villafane Anna Garrett Annette Petre Anon Becky Trainer, Ben Dobrovich, Brandy McBride, Bridget Bernhard, Brittany Irvin Martin, the Bloody Murder Podcast, Callie Jones, Christy Lee, and the Canadian True Crime Podcast, Carl Asplund, Carol Elise, Charlie, of course, from Crimeline, Cheryl LeBlanc, Chris Lane, Christine Howell, Cindy, Clark and Diane Tobridge, two of our favorite people. The Comeback Podcast, Daniel Bassett, Diane Student, Erica Kinney, Aaron Turner, Fiona Crisp, Gina Green, Jay Cleveland Payne, Jahara Lopes, Jamie Dent, Hiro, Jason Dykes, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Jennifer Orcutt, Jennifer Svota, Jess Wofford, Jessica Greeno, Julia Rodriguez, Cam Bonds, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop, Kimberly Smith, who just had a birthday recently. Happy birthday, Kimberly. Christine Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Lydia Wassam Fisher, Maja, Marcia Boris, Marsha has been around forever, Marie, Markeia Smith, Mary Courtney Sheldon, Melissa Montoya, my girl, Michelle Johns, Paula Kimes. The Pleasing Terrorist co- Podcast. Of course, the Ransom Reason, or the Context and Clarity, and Spy Stories Podcast. Robin Sherrard, Ron Montesario, Ruth, Keith Whitfield, Ruth and Keith. Sarah Bloom, the keeper of all things normal on the dweebs page. Charlene, Shannon yeah. Arnold, Shirley... Shirley Strap, we really hope you're doing well. Stacy. also... Stephen Potts, who's keeping all those deadly animals down under under control and trying to manage those two girls is. Terry Strafford, The Vanish Podcast. Of course, Ben and Roseanne Fenton, they walk among us. Tyrone, Todd Long, Tommy Lane, Our favorite fake Irish girl, Leanne Flanagan, Tracy Smith, Veve, Rebecca L., Jen Lee, Whitney James, of course, Rudy the Wonder Dog, and Bo, the Lionheart, Walters. And the woman we do this show for week after week after week after week. We, We had a lot of dead bodies in this one, so I think it hit her bar. Dottie Scott. Dottie's got both vaccines now. We can all breathe a little bit easier.
1: Oh, did she get both? Or no, Good. she's
3: getting a second vaccine this week. But she's got a first one. She's getting a second one. And right after Valentine's Day, she double-dipping here. Um, I, I, I believe the girl's rigging the system, Devil she double dipping because she got a birthday right after valentine's day on the 15th and that is the lovely leanne flanagan that's a pretty good trick there or i wonder if she gets cheated by people just giving her valentine's gifts and uh uh, timmy really gonna be screwed like christmas babies i don't see her letting timmy off the hook for that double. do you
1: i mean i'd expect two presents Oh, definitely. And Timmy's a baller anyway. He, he is can a baller. It. He's, he's 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 he's
3: you know Timmy's liable to buy a, uh, you know, some small Eastern European country, for a birthday. I know. So, yeah, baller. So that is all we have for this week. We appreciate you listening to us. We hope you have a good week and until next time, good day. Good day, I say to you. Bye bye. All right. Bye. bye. bye.